Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hi, friends. Today, I want to talk about meditation. It is something that has been completely life-changing for me. Like, I can't, sometimes I can't even explain how much it has affected and changed and helped my life. And I did not used to be a person who meditated or who thought I could. I hear from a lot of people that the reason they don't meditate is because they can't concentrate that long or their brain won't stop spinning. And believe me, I understand that. I have that sometimes. But meditation is something that you can build, you can control. So today I'm going to share my story, how I became a meditator, some strategies that I have for becoming a meditator yourself, and then some resources. But before I get into that, I just want to share some statistics because meditation is something that now scientists are studying and so many um facts and statistics are coming out that are just mind-blowing that I just have to share with them. So first, it's estimated that 200 to 500 million, I know that's a big range, but either way, even 200 million is a large number, people meditate worldwide. Meditation can increase your attention span after only four days of meditating. It can reduce the wake time of people who have insomnia by 50%. It can reduce symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder 73% of the time. Um, school, suspen- school suspensions reduced 45% because of meditation. In general, it just boosts your energy levels. It Im- can improve your memory and your focus. And it can relieve anxiety, stress, and depression. And even can reduce symptoms of PMS by like 57%. If this hasn't convinced you, then go online and you can find more statistics like that. My story is that I started learning, like my introduction to meditation was at a time in my life where I was dealing with hormone-induced depression and anxiety. I was a surrogate and the medications that they had me on just really increased my anxiety and depression. So much so that I didn't even recognize who I was anymore and was at a critical point of like, I have to do something. And so a friend of mine told me about this self-compassion class and I signed up for that. And I learned a lot of techniques in that class, um, but definitely different forms of mindfulness and meditation was part of it. But I wasn't a meditator yet. I would do that for the class. I would do it for the homework, but I didn't see the benefits because I wasn't doing it consistently every day. It wasn't until after I gave birth during that pregnancy and I had to have a C-section because the baby was sideways and couldn't be turned and then some things happened in the birth that caused me to have to be in the ICU for 24 hours and made my recovery really difficult. Well, I promised myself that I was going to completely recover from this and heal my body and and physically was one of those ways and so I 
was I seeking support? Like, how can I make sure that I connect with these muscles and I build them back correctly? Because I'd heard so many things about um, if you don't train those muscles, you can end up having back problems or shoulder problems like 30 years down the road even that link back to birth. And so I, when I wasn't getting the support I needed from my own insurance and medical help, I sought a private physical therapist who did like a semi-private class. And in that class, she taught us, we started with this breathing exercise where you connected the breath with the control of those muscles. And we were supposed to do that work at least five minutes a day. And so I would do it every day when I woke up and every day when I went to bed. And it was just a matter of breathing in and holding the muscles and breathing out and and, and, and you connected with holding the muscles and releasing the muscles. So for me, this was like, I'm connecting to my muscles. But after a couple of weeks of doing this consistently, I felt so different. I started asking myself, like, why am I so relaxed? Why am I not as irritable? Why am I not like, because I had been reacting to things more. And now I realized that I was pausing and responding. And eventually I connected it to the fact that I was meditating every day. When I was just focusing on the breath and my muscles, that's meditation. So that is where I was convinced of the long-term benefits of meditation. And since then, I have implemented a practice where I try to meditate every day. When I start to have increased anxiety or I start realizing that I'm reacting or my my anger levels are triggered more quickly, I look and I'm like, oh, yep, I've missed a couple days of meditation. (laughs) And then I get back onto my meditation practice. It makes such a difference. Meditation doesn't have to be this big thing that you jump into, go to like a, a retreat where you're not allowed to speak. Like it can be small. It can be short. It could be one minute a day and you build on that. Like I said, meditation is a muscle that you can build. So here's some strategies I have to start being more mindful in your day and building that muscle so that you can start to have the benefits that come with it. Mindful activities are things that you can squeeze in throughout the day. These are some things that we do with my students at my school and that I've learned in different classes that I've taken. A really fun one to do is with food. Take a small piece of chocolate and mindfully eat it. As you take maybe a small bite, you let it melt on your tongue, you really think about the sensations that you're feeling. Where are you tasting it? What effect is it having on your mouth? Um, Does the flavor change over time? You just, you're completely concentrating on enjoying the chocolate. And this is something you could do during any meal, really, with any food. And it would increase the enjoyment of your food at the same time. (laughs) You can also do grounding mindfulness. So this is a strategy that's often given to people who deal with anxiety. And in the moment of anxiety, if you can just stop and ground yourself, it can often help reduce that anxiety. But it really can be used by anyone at any time. So just stopping And thinking to yourself, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? You just go through your senses 
and be in the moment. Mindfulness means being present. So you're not worrying about the future. You're not ruminating on the past. You are completely in the present. I also like to practice mindfulness when I'm with my children, when I'm playing with them. I want Children are so good at this. They are so good at being in the moment. And so I challenge myself that when I'm with them and I catch myself thinking about the next task I have to do or I don't know, whatever comes to your mind, right? To say cancel, cancel and bring myself back to the moment and really be there and be present. So you can ground yourself by just thinking about the different senses and what you're feeling and seeing and tasting and all that in your body. Another easy one to do is a walking meditation. For this, it's good to have just a small space because you don't actually have to walk very far. You just think about every single step. Like maybe you put your heel down first and then roll to your toes and then slowly pick up your other foot and then lay it down heel first and roll to your toes. Um, So you're walking slowly and you're thinking about each step. Once you get into that like rhythm, you can also notice the things around you. Um, If you don't want to go that slow, you can do a walk where the whole purpose of the walk is to notice what's around you. Uh, I've also started to think of situations that I get impatient with and seeing if I can add mindfulness to that. So one activity that I have to do every day is filling the water bowl for the dogs. And I caught myself getting really frustrated for how long it takes for the bowl to fill up with water and like being anxious to get to the next to-do thing. But when I realized this is an opportunity for mindfulness, it has made it a much more pleasant experience. So instead, I watch as the water fills the bowl and that's all I'm thinking about. I don't let myself worry about the next step or any of those other thoughts that come to my mind, I just focus on the water filling up the bowl. And it just brings a sense of calm to me. So looking for things like that. I've also tried to bring more mindfulness to, like when I use, currently I am not sitting in traffic. But in my normal life, when we are not doing social distancing, I often am sitting in traffic. And I was getting so frustrated and angry. And what was it doing? Nothing except for like ruining my health. (laughs) Sending cortisol through my body, which I didn't need. So instead, I find looking out the window at the view, or if my kids are in the car, having a conversation with them, or listening to a story together, and just enjoying what we can enjoy, and knowing that there's things that I can't change. And so it's better if I can focus on what I can enjoy. There are also apps that are free. There's the Calm app, which does have a paid um, version, but in the free version, there's a guided breathing thing. So it's like this circle that grows bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. So you can like, if you want to, you can look at the circle, but there's sounds that basically guide when you breathe in and when you breathe out. And so all you're thinking about is that sound and your breathing. And so you can do that for as long as you want to. So maybe you make your goal to do just one minute a day of that. It will make a difference and you can build. Um, Another strategy I have for you if you are wanting to start a meditation, like let's say you're like, okay, I do. I want to do the calm app and I want to do it one minute breathing every day. 
the best thing to do is to make a cue for yourself or to to attach it to an established habit. So what's something that you know you're going to be doing every day and then deciding, okay, after I do this, then I will meditate. For me, a good cue for meditation and a place that I have found very effective is when I'm putting my six-year-old to bed. She really likes me to lay with her until she falls asleep. And so what I do is uh, we talk, we chat, we lay there, I sing songs to her, and when she's ready to settle, I stick my headphones in and I start my meditation. By the time the 20-minute meditation is over, she's fast asleep. And I really think that the fact that I'm laying there meditating so the calmness has come over my body seeps into her as well and helps her to settle and fall asleep. It's so lovely. I definitely recommend it. But the the meditation that I do during that time is from the Chopra Center. They have many, many 21-day series. And I have, I think I have five of them that I've purchased, but I did them all for free first. So if you join them, you download their app and you join their community, every time they offer one for free, you'll be alerted of that and you can go through it. And then once you go through it, they offer you a deal on it if you want to purchase it so that you have it forever. So right now, there's a free one that's not even, doesn't even have a time limit on it. It's just free. And that is because of what's going on right now with COVID-19. That is their offering to everyone. And it's called Hope in Uncertain Times. It's absolutely free. Each meditation is about 20 minutes long. First, Oprah is speaking. And then Deepak Chopra speaks and guides you through a meditation that starts with a bell ringing. And he gives you a mantra to stay, to say in your head, Um, while you're meditating, which I find very helpful because if I'm saying the mantra over and over in my head, then that stops the thoughts from coming to my head. So it really helps me focus. And then it ends with the bell ringing. So definitely go to the Chopra Center, check out that. Um, If you really like it and you want some recommendations, I absolutely love making every moment matter. That changed my mindset around time a hundredfold. Like, I no longer feel like a hamster running on a wheel like I just have this to-do list that I'll never get done because I used to feel like that all the time and going through that meditation series completely changed that for me so helpful Um, but there's lots of others I'm happy to recommend them If you're still not convinced that meditation can be for you, I highly recommend you check out Dan Harris's book, 10% Happier. He was a huge meditation skeptic and, well, as you could probably guess, was converted. His book is so funny, especially if you get the audio recording that he reads himself. So even just for entertainment purposes, check it out. But thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you found some of these strategies helpful. I am here. Reach out if you need any support in setting up your own meditation practice. I guarantee it will help you. Have a beautiful week.